This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, you guys. I hope you're having a great one. Before we jump into today's episode, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss another Thursday here. We post weekly every Thursdays on the podcast and on YouTube as well, so you're not going to want to miss it. Now, for today's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, today we are talking about finding your independence and being okay with being alone. I feel like this is something that a lot of people struggle with, me included. And the reason I really wanted to talk about it today is because I feel like it goes hand in hand with a lot of the episodes that we've done in the past. For example, I feel like this goes hand in hand with the friendship episode, with the romanticizing your life episode. Even in the most previous two episodes we did, I feel like this also falls into that category as well. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And also because I feel like I've seen a lot of comments from you guys on those videos and on those episodes, talking about the difficulties of feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling like you don't have anyone, feeling like you can't count on anyone. And that was one of the big reasons I really wanted to make this episode today is to talk to you guys about how to be okay with being alone. And I'm not going to lie, you guys, I've tried to film this episode about seven times um, and I just don't, I don't know, it's just not clicking for me the way I'm saying it. I feel like I'm rambling and I think it's because I have been looking at my notes too much. I usually don't write out notes like I do for Killer Instinct for my thoughts exactly, but for today's episode I did and I feel like it's screwing up the flow of how everything's supposed to naturally come out with what I'm saying. So I am going with the no notes for today's episode. I just have some bullet points on some points that I want to hit and not forget. The 
first of that being that I think that there is very much a difference between being alone versus being lonely. I think we can all agree on that. I think that that's not something that's necessarily up for debate. I think that a lot of people would agree that they enjoy being alone, but they hate the feeling of being lonely. And it's understandable because feeling lonely is one of the worst feelings ever. It's again, it feels isolating. It feels like you have no one. It's a sad feeling. It doesn't feel good. No one likes feeling lonely. So the purpose of today's episode is to talk about ways that you can have a relationship with yourself where you really never feel lonely and you never have to feel that debilitating, isolating feeling. So I want to start out this episode by talking about my own personal journey with all of this and how I found my own sense of independence and how I was finally okay with being alone because I really didn't have that full comfortability of being alone until the past, I want to say like year and a half, two years. Before that, it was really hard for me to be alone. I never enjoyed it. I always would try and find any excuse I could to not be alone. And the reason for that is no surprise. I've talked about it a million times on here is I have very bad anxiety and I am probably in the ranking for, I want to say top 100, maybe top 50 worst overthinkers. And I'm not kidding when I say that I have met insane overthinkers who will look at me and be like, I always thought I was the worst overthinker. And then I met you. And I think they say that thinking it's a compliment. (laughs) It's not anyways. Um, so I would always find excuses to not have to be alone because if I was alone, I would overthink. And if I was surrounded by other people, I could at least be distracted. So for me, not being alone was a sense of just being distracted and not facing my feelings, not facing my thoughts and not facing my anxiety. And even if I had that anxiety, I was able to vent. I was able to confide in my friends and the people that were around me about what was going on and why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And so I was very much dependent on other people rather than okay with being by myself and knowing how to handle my anxiety and handle those thoughts that I was having and really cope with them because I didn't know how to do that. And it took a long time in therapy to figure out how to do that. And that's an episode for another day. But one of the things that I was doing is I was just relying on everyone else rather than being able to rely on myself. And that was something that I learned when I moved to Nashville and finally had to like face the reality of being alone was that I don't know how to be alone. And like I said, before I moved to Nashville, I lived at home until I was 24. I dropped out of college. And so because of that, I was always surrounded by people. It wasn't like I was, you know, in my dorm by myself, like studying or whatever, whatever goes on there. I was always with my family or with my friends or with someone because someone was always home. And so that was always happening. I was never by myself. That was never really a thing. And if I was by myself, I would make an effort to not let that be the case. I would always go off and do something, be with someone, do something else and distract myself so that I wouldn't have to be alone and overthinking. And I had really bad, personally, I just had really bad like relationship anxiety, probably more so abandonment anxiety. And I would just send myself into spirals with all of these made up scenarios in my head with the people that I was talking to. This is when I was single, the people that I was talking to and you know, the people that I was dating and what was going on in their life and what was going on. Why weren't they texting me back? Are they going to call me? Do they like me? Are we going to go out again? Like I would 
lose my mind over everything. I would overanalyze. And what happened is I relied on so many people so much. I relied on others so much that I really didn't have a solid sense of myself because all I was doing was asking for advice from other people. I was wanting to know what they think. What should I say? What do you, what would they think that I should respond? You know, I really never let myself be that person because I was just too scared to do it and too scared to face the reality of my situations. And granted, everyone's realities are different. And so this was mine at the time. And that's why I didn't want to be alone. And for other people, it's different. They have other reasons why they don't like to be alone. You probably have a reason why you don't like to be alone or have a reason why you do like to be alone. And if you're one of those people that are just naturally independent, you're naturally one of those people that are like, I'm good. Like, I don't want to be around anyone. Like, I want to be by myself and you never feel that sense of loneliness. Like, hats off to you because maybe this episode isn't for you, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people that I've talked to and a lot of you guys in specific that I've, you know, seen saying that that is definitely not the case for you. So that is why we're talking about it today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So I was always someone who liked to be around other people. I like to be distracted and I did like to be alone. And I kind of rode that wave for a while. I would tell people, oh no, I love being alone. I love being by myself, but it was always on my own terms. And that's where the being alone versus loneliness comes into it for me is because like, I loved being alone, but I loved being alone on the almost non-existent days where I had no anxiety, everything was fine, everything was perfect, and I didn't have a care in the world. Those were the times where I liked being alone. Other than that, I hated it. And that was the deciding factor for me on whether or not I wanted to spend my time alone or not. And again, that was all before I moved to Nashville. And I mentioned this in the friendship episode about how, you know, people don't really talk about making friends as an adult. And that really wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind when I moved here. I did not know anyone when I moved to Nashville. Granted, I do have family here that are about, you know, like 35, 40 minutes away. They're not right down the street, but they are here. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But when I moved here, I didn't think about 
the social aspect of it. I just kind of thought that I would figure it out as it came and I would figure it out as it goes. And then I got here and I was like, wait a second. I was like, how, how do I figure it out? Like, how does that work? And that was something that was really, you know, it took a long, long time to learn. And I would honestly say it took about a year and a half or a year, a year, I'd say a little over a year until I found my like solid core friend group here. And so that takes time in and of itself. But when I first got here, I was like, wait a second, how do I figure it out? And because I didn't really know where to start, because, you know, it was a slow process, especially for someone who's not social, like how to figure out how to have a social life when you're not a social person is a very, very difficult thing to do. It's not something that comes easy. It's not something that, you know, you just fall right into. It's something you kind of have to work for. And again, when you're not a social person, that's a difficult task. So for me, when I got here, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. And it really dawned on me that because I didn't have that social circle, because I didn't have those friends that I could just call up, go over, they could come over, whatever the case may be, because I didn't have those friends here and I was starting from scratch, I had no distractions. And when I realized that, you know, and granted, you know, I could always FaceTime, I could always text it, I could always call, but it's not the same necessarily. It's just not. And so when I realized that, that was a big wake up call and it really pushed me out of my comfort zone and is really what started the whole cycle of forming an actual relationship with myself and really began my self-discovery journey on figuring out who I am because again, I had just been getting bits and pieces of so many people for so long that it kind of drowned out who I am as a person. And so when I got to Nashville and was forced to kind of face myself in the mirror and be like, all right, it's you and me, like, let's go. And had to kind of face the reality that this was going to be a little bit isolating and this was going to be a lonely ride unless I chose otherwise. So this was kind of the deciding factor for me to be like, okay, Now I need to have a relationship with myself. I've had all these friendships, all of these, you know, romantic relationships, but one thing I've neglected the entire time is the relationship with myself. And I think as humans, we're kind of trained to do that because growing up, we're always just in groups. We're in groups of people. You grow up in school, you're in classrooms, you know, lower school, elementary school, middle school, high school, you're in classrooms, you're surrounded by people, you have athletics, you have teammates, you have coworkers, you know, college, same thing. You have team, you have team, what is it like team building activities, workshops, things like that. But you don't really ever work on the relationship that you have with yourself. And so then when you get to be an adult and you, you know, get to these points in life where you are just with yourself, it's different. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a wake up call of like, whoa, I need to now figure out who I really am and start putting myself first. And again, this is where it all kind of ties in together with all of the other episodes that we've been talking about is that putting yourself first and having the relationship that you have with yourself be the most important one you have. That's what's most important. And that's where I learned a couple different things throughout this time frame. The first being that if I don't have a solid relationship with myself, then how can I expect to have a solid relationship 
with anybody else. You know, if I can't enjoy my own company, why would I expect someone else to enjoy my own company? Maybe that's a little bit harsh. Maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but that's the way I was able to rationalize it in my brain to really kickstart myself into having a relationship with myself because I wanted to be the type of person that I wanted to attract. I wanted to be the person that I wanted to be around. And so it was really a wake up call of like, okay, how can I make the best version of myself? How can I have the best relationship with myself and be okay with being alone? Because if I can become the best version of myself, why would I want to be around anyone else? Honestly, like I want to be the best person that I can be, the best version of myself that I can be. And I want to have enough of a relationship with myself that I don't need to run to other people because I'm solid enough with who I am and I'm solid and secure enough in the relationship that I have with myself that I'm good no matter what. And I don't feel lonely. I don't feel like I have no one because if I have myself, then I'm I'm good. Like who else do I need? And so that was something that was really big for me. And in turn, that's kind of where the whole thought process of if I can't enjoy my own company, why would I expect someone else to? And again, that might be a little harsh because it's not like I didn't have friends before this. It's not that I didn't have, you know, interactions or relationships or whatever, but this was just on a grander scale of I need to elevate myself to the best possible version of myself so that way I can attract the best possible people. So that was a big kind of moment of self-discovery in this and a big motivating factor to kickstart my relationship with myself. Another one is definitely a cliche, but it's so true. Cliches are cliches for a reason. But at the end of the day, all you're left with is yourself. You have family, you have friends, you have relationships, whatever. But the person you go to bed with every night is yourself. And granted, I know, like I, I live with a boyfriend, so I go to bed with my boyfriend every night too, but you, you get what I'm saying. It's more of like a, it's a metaphor. You understand it. And nothing in life is guaranteed other than really one thing. And that is, is that you are the only person that you're always going to have. And you're the only person that you've always ever had. And so when I started thinking about that, it really made me want to prioritize myself more and love myself more. And that's a big thing about this too. It all comes down to self-love and, you know, finding your independence, finding your self-love, self-discovery ties in completely to being okay with being alone. Because if you love yourself and accept yourself and you're kind to yourself, that's a big thing too. Would you want to hang out with someone that was constantly putting you down? Probably not. I would hope not. I would hope you would kick that person to the curb if they were constantly putting you down, constantly, you know, degrading you, whatever it is. And everyone's, everyone is guilty of this. Everyone is guilty of saying mean things about themselves to themselves, you know, criticizing themselves, But when it comes into practicing how to prioritize yourself, practicing independence, practicing self-love, and practicing the relationship that you have with yourself, that's a big one. And so something that I started doing that I know it sounds like tacky and corny and cheesy and whatever, but it, it works, is that like, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself five things that you like about yourself. Because it's so easy, too easy really, to look at yourself in the mirror and say five things you don't like about yourself. At least for me, like that was the go-to. Like I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror and being like, okay, uh, you're having a good hair day today. Or like, you are nice and funny. I don't know. Like it's easy to say the bad things, but I think it takes practice to say good things. And, you know, again, would you want to be in a relationship with someone who's constantly putting you down? No, you would not. So why would you treat yourself that way? 
there's just so much bullshit in the world. There's so much negativity in the world. And I just feel like if you can't be nice to yourself, then like who can? I just feel like it's so important to be gentle with yourself and to love yourself and, you know, to really implement those practices so that it's easier to form that relationship with yourself and easier to want to be alone and easier to enjoy your own company. Like I know I'm kind of going off on a lot of mini tangents, but they all tie in together in the self-discovery journey and the self-love journey and the independence journey. They all tie in together. So make sure that you have good communication with yourself, healthy communication with yourself. Tell yourself good things. I'm not personally like a journaler or like someone who writes things down, but if you are one of those people, for me, I just don't do it because my hand hurts, but if you're one of those people that that works for you, try and do that. Like write down five things that you love about yourself, five things that get you excited about your life and about who you are as a person, like the five best qualities that you think that you have and like try and switch them up every once in a while. And I think that you'll surprise yourself. I really do. Now, something else in terms of implementing practices that I think is really important is treating the relationship that you have with yourself like the relationship you have with anyone else. And when you're in a relationship with someone, you like to do hobbies together, activities, find common interests, things like that. So with the relationship with yourself, why would that be any different? So for me, something that was really important is finding hobbies that I really liked to do, that I like to do by myself that made me feel accomplished or happy or just, you know, productive, whatever it is. And there were a couple ones that I want to share. The first one is cooking. So when I moved into my apartment and granted, I am no chef Ramsay at all. Hayden does all the cooking in this household. But when I first moved into my apartment, something that was really fun for me to do was learning how to cook and learning how to bake. That was something that I got to do by myself. It was something that I got to look forward to every night and something that I was able to romanticize about my life a little bit more. So I was able to pick out what I wanted for dinner. No, I wasn't eating with anyone else. So I just got to pick out what I wanted to eat, get the ingredients, make it, drink it, drink a glass of wine with it, sit down on the couch, just enjoy my time alone with myself. As someone who works from home, And I know a lot of you listening work from home a lot as well. So you're by yourself a lot. And that's the case for me too. I'm by myself all the time. And I think what's really important is finding ways to make certain moments more special than others. So you go through the month. So everyone goes through the mundane everyday kind of things when it comes to work and getting things done and you have deadlines and you have, you know, things that you have to turn in and whatever. And you know, you're doing that by yourself and you're comfortable and whatever. But my point is, is that making the certain moments with yourself special and romanticizing them. So sitting down at night, watching your favorite show with your favorite glass of wine after a meal that you picked out that you cooked, that was something that was really, really fun for me. And I looked forward to doing it. I didn't do it every night, but like three nights a week I did it. And it was so much fun. Something else that I really, really prioritized was my health and fitness. So I was going to the gym every day. When I was at my apartment, I had a gym in my complex, which was amazing. And so I would just go down there every day by myself. I put on my schedule. It was something that I was going to do no matter what. And it was something that I prioritized. And it was my alone time with myself being able to do something that was, you know, beneficial for me, something that was good and productive. 
And it was another form of self-love for me. That was something that was really, really important. A third one was skincare. I looked forward to doing skincare every single night because it was my time by myself and really just making myself feel like the best version of myself. I always feel so great whenever I get to do like a full skincare routine at the end of the night. Like that's always so amazing for me. And so doing those things, like if I got to do the three of those in one day, like I was set, I was a happy freaking camper. But my point is, is that maybe that's not what it is for you. And I do have some examples from you guys that I'm going to read off in a second of ways that you like to enjoy your time alone. But whatever it is for you, finding those hobbies, finding those things to do where you won't feel lonely. There's ways to make the alone time not feel lonely, even when you are by yourself. There's ways to make that happen. And when you have a relationship with yourself that you truly nurture, that's what's going to help. Because again, it's like any other relationship. You're not going to not put effort into a relationship, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship. No relationship is going to grow without any effort, without any nurturing, without any, you know, TLC. Like those are the types of things that help relationships grow. And that's exactly what you need to do with yourself. It's having a relationship with yourself. And when you can do that, you know, it all falls into place. The sense of being okay with being alone, the sense of being a little bit more independent with being okay with being by yourself. And honestly, once you do that, everything falls into place, at least, you know, for my friends and me and people that I've spoken to, like that's what's happened. When I finally found peace in being alone, everything kind of falls into place a little bit. And so you deserve to have a good relationship with yourself. You deserve to enjoy your own company. You deserve to romanticize your life. You deserve to be happy within yourself and who you are. And once you put those practices into place, it really, really is going to do a 180 on the whole feeling lonely and feeling isolated thing. You're probably going to want to be by yourself more than you're going to want to be with other people. And so I just encourage you to implement those practices and to remind yourself that you deserve to feel loved and cared for and and appreciated and admired. And sometimes you're the person that needs to give yourself that. And I know a lot of people might think that that's like a shitty reality because like, why should we have to count on ourselves to give us that feeling? But think of it as like a blessing almost. Think of it as like something to be grateful for, that we get to like feel that feeling, that we get to admire ourselves, that we get to love ourselves, that we get to have a great relationship with ourselves. I don't know. I've just been learning a lot lately about perspective and seeing things from different perspectives and trying to see it from a glass half full kind of standpoint because again you could just sit there and be like I'm lonely I'm you know wallowing in it and being lonely or you can do something about it and you can start that relationship with yourself tonight literally today start it today and over time you're going to be more and more comfortable with the silence, with being alone, with your thoughts. Like I don't have those like anxious freak out thoughts anymore. Well, I do sometimes, but not all the time, you know, it, balance. So now I want to go through some of the answers that you guys gave me in terms of what you like to do in your alone time. You guys gave me a lot to work from, which I'm very excited about. Um, so I'm just going to start off reading this and hopefully this gives you guys some ideas. If like my, you know, fitness cooking and skincare doesn't do it for you, maybe one of these will and give you some inspiration. So we've got a good book or TV show and a glass of wine. Love that. 
can never go wrong. I do my own gel nails at home and of course watching shows with my boyfriend that he hates watching. I do the same thing. I make Hayden watch The Bachelor. But again, that's not when we're alone um, or not when I'm alone. Obviously, he's there with me. I wish I could do my own nails. That would just be a saving grace for everyone. Um, Okay, journaling, listening to songs that make me happy and energetic and romantic, self-care and napping. A good nap always just sets the mood right. So I agree. Going to Starbucks or Tim Hortons on occasion, though, because social anxiety says no sometimes. I feel you right there. Reading or going on a walk with my dog. I'm a big fan of just walking church and just kind of like disassociating. I don't know. Whenever I walk church, I just put my AirPods in, just one for safety. And we just walk and it's a great just decompressor and great alone time. Watching my favorite comfort TV show. I love this. I think my favorite, it always changes, right? I love One Tree Hill. That's an awesome comfort TV show. Um, Grey's Anatomy was mine for a while, but right now it's Judge Judy. She has on Amazon Prime, Judy Justice. Highly recommend. Cuddling my dogs, binging my favorite TV show, daydreaming, going on a drive, eating and vibing. I like to read and write and journal. I will either do this in my room or even a coffee shop. I love that. Reading with a candle on. I love that. That sets up such good vibes. Driving, walking near Lake Austin and laying in the sun. I love that. Very relaxing and like recharging. I feel like when you're walking in the sun, it's like a recharge for your body. Lighting a candle and putting on a playlist and reading. Oh, I love this one. Watching Killer Instinct and My Thoughts Exactly with snacks and a nice candle lit. I hope you're enjoying this. Um, Reading in the bath with my phone on Do Not Disturb. Big fan of the phone being on Do Not Disturb during this time. So that way you can really just connect with yourself. Watching TV or listening to music. Love it. Doing some self-care like a nice hot shower and lighting a candle. Listening to music and taking naps, journaling, going to the gym and reading, painting, cleaning, cleaning and being productive, listening to music and going to the beach. These are all really good ones. There's a lot of repeats in there, but I think you guys, I think you guys get the, get the drift. So thank you guys for sharing. And again, if you want to be a part of Answers in the Future, make sure you go follow the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram so that way you want so that way you can participate next time. But I think that those are amazing ideas and those are some of the things that I love to do. Lighting a candle, dim lighting and watching like your favorite show again for me, Judge Judy. It's like the best thing ever. And again, it's all about what fits best for you. And once you try a couple little things, once a day, once a night, pick one or two things to do to really, you know, incorporate that into your schedule, to really incorporate that into your routine. I think that's going to be really, really helpful. And again, you deserve to have a good relationship with yourself. You deserve to love yourself and enjoy your own company more than anyone. And I hope that this gave you the kind of push to get that going if that was necessary, or if you're in a lull and you just needed a little bit of a push to keep going. I hope that this did that as well. But with that being said, you guys, That's all for me today. Thank you for tuning into this episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I love you guys so much. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode and I'll see you there. Bye guys.
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.